0: Are Locked on Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network. Your on. team every Locked day.
1: Locked Locked on. Locked Locked on. Locked Locked on on, Cowboys.
0: on. Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir?
1: Not much. Feeling a little bit better. Dealing with uh, some sickness, but we're, we're pushing through, uh, just like uh, Dak Prescott and his famous calf. Uh, so uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm here and uh, reporting uh, for duty, ready to answer some questions.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, we got some really good questions for you today. And this first one is actually just tailored right to you. Uh, This one from Justin, uh, Landon. How difficult is it to maintain a straight face while doing the crossover podcast with other NFC East podcasters, given how little chance they gave us in the preseason pods? Uh,
1: It was, it was, it was not easy. (laughs) Like it was, uh, you know, look, I mean, I think that's the thing about the crossover pods is so great is that, you know, not only are you getting, you know, local experts on these teams, um but we're fans i mean look I, i'm of unabashedly a fan a, a huge fan of the dallas cowboys so i uh i'm unabashedly gonna be uh 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 what's the word i'm looking for bullish on them yeah you know sure. and i think that i think i think that's that obviously applies to the folks that are covering the, those other respective teams however it you know the phrase i kept on thinking um Constantly, and look, like I said, those guys are experts at what they do, and they're really great football folks. They know a lot about football as well. Uh, The the thing I kept on uh, thinking was not that they didn't realize what was going on, but more that they were, uh, and the phrase that I keep using is whistling past the graveyard. Yeah. right it's yeah. like it's like it's like i'm 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 not afraid of the cowboys no it's that's gonna be hurt and they'll never get him back yeah. fully healthy because if they did that would be horrible like yeah. it was that kind of thing you know and so it's I, kind of like rugged. my niece when she comes
0: over to see my dog she's like no i'm not afraid of the dog not at all yeah, and then exactly. she gets there and oh crap <laughs> yeah
1: exactly it's just it's kind of self-soothing soothing so you don't have to face you know, the ugly yeah. reality that yeah maybe yeah. the cowboys are actually pretty decent this year and look i mean look as cowboys fans we can't we can't uh ignore the idea that there have been not quite to philly levels but but there have been previous years where we've been ex- super excited about our teams in the offseason only to have it kind of fall apart in the regular season yes. so
0: i think the difference for <laughs> this Cowboys team is this year yes Dallas is p- playing really well they're five and one they're one of the best teams in the league but it really has to go show more about the rest of the teams in the division right like yeah well, that's part that's of it sure. good, right I mean yeah. if Dallas was three and three at this point or whatever I think we'd be having different conversations but the other three teams are just so bad and their wins I mean a couple of them would just come against each other other than that I mean Jesus, yeah. teams are bad
1: so. Well, I mean again to to their credit, I think everybody thought, you know, just based on our conversations, thought that the NFC East was not gonna necessarily be the best division. You yeah. know, I think that yeah. the idea was that who I think their idea was that whoever was gonna win it was gonna win it ugly. Uh, which, you know, I, I just kind of took offense to the idea that you they were pulling our team in lumping our team in with the rest of their teams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but you know, I like I said, I, I we're, we're we're the most hated team in the NFC East uh, amongst the other NFC East teams. I mean, Soccer. like Soccer. I, I know, and and look, I, I get it. Like I mean, it's it's kind of like the, the the Yankees thing. It, you know, it's just no one likes uh, uh, the the popular brand, or you know, I yeah, mean, of it, obviously the popular fans, but but everyone else who doesn't like the popular yeah. brand hates the popular brand, right? So uh, I get it, but yeah, I think that's that was my thought. It wasn't so much keeping you know a straight face as much as you know just being like, oh, come on, guys, that's that's just. <laughs> That's not what's going to I mean, to me, and
0: actually. we kind of knew this. I, I think a lot of the people in the NFC East were banking on maybe not Dak not being healthy, maybe yep. the shoulder bothering him, maybe the ankle you know being in his head. And that just hasn't been the case at all. And, and they dominated, right? So I can see where some of the preseason concerns were valid. But once we got to week one, it was pretty quickly, we, we found out that just none of them were true. So yeah. let's maybe stop buying into some preseason narratives as much every single year, right? Yeah, let's try. try. Uh, yeah. All right, I, we got a really good question coming up next, Landon. But before we get to it, I want to tell you guys about Get Upside. Hey, Cowboy fans, this is Marcus Mosher with Landon McCool with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every single time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get Upside. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card. Just download the free get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That is promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, Landon, this is a really good question by Zach that I actually thought about a lot this, uh, this morning. So he wants to know, which player will boost the Cowboys offense more coming back, Lyle Collins or Michael Gallup?
1: Uh, it's just the old uh, Sewell versus uh, Chase uh, well, argument?
0: I-, I think in a vacuum – more often than not having a Pro Bowl tackle is going to help more than a number two or number three receiver. Right. And I do think without (laughs) with Collins in the lineup, you can do a lot more things with just a five man protection or just a six man protection with Zeke in the backfield. Right. Like you can, you can have a longer developing routes. You can have more guys out in routes. I do think that helps. Right. But with Michael Gallup out there, he gives you somebody who can stretch the field and almost more importantly, he gives you another outside receiver, which allows CD Lamb to go back in the slot. And when you have a, a slot receiver that can get vertical, that's when your offense can really take off. So I, I'm a little torn here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I think that both of them seemingly uh, help or, or at least are going to uh, make additions to similar type of things. I think you nailed it. I think. The difference between Terrence Steele and Lyle Collins, to me, is not so much. There's not a huge difference, I would imagine, in all the run game stuff. I think we saw Steele perform pretty well as a right tackle in the run game, mm-hmm. uh, and and was able to move bodies and stuff. I think you'll get some more, some better work there with Lyle Collins. But I think the biggest difference is going to be in what you said: the five man protection schemes, the ability to kind of leave lay out there at without help and, and then being able to deploy another receiver out into, into route. And then ultimately I think you're going to get similar gains from Michael Gallup, right. Is in the, in the fact that you're going to, I think going to be able to pass the football a lot better with Gallup in the game for the reasons you described. And also just in general, having more talent at the wide receiver position on the field, uh, the matchups are going to be better. The opportunity for, uh, you know, uh, more disadvantage in the down roster matchups, meaning so like now that you've got Gallup in here, whoever their third cornerback is, uh, is going to be working against, you know, one of mm-hmm. Gallup, Cooper and lamb. So that's going to be a huge, uh, increased in, advantage for the Cowboys as well to kind of parse that, like to, to determine who is going to have more of an impact on this offense and, and, and help here and there. I think that's difficult. Um, I think for the Cowboys, it, it, it probably is. It, it probably is. Uh, Lail Collins is probably going to yeah. be a little bit of addition just, just because of what we talked about. Gallup is technically your third receiver. I do. I mean, listen, I think he's going to have a, a, market, a market improvement. It's going to have a market improvement in the past game. But I also think that, you know, when you talk about the fact that Lale Collins is going to be on every snap. Uh, you know, the, the, even though the advantage that he's giving you in the run game is small versus steel, it's, it's something. Uh, and I think the, uh, you know, the loss of, of Gallup was very well mitigated by the way Cedric Wilson performed and also, you know, being able to use and be successful in two tight end formations, which I think, you know, helped kind of let the Cowboys shift gears. I think in a vacuum, maybe you have a little bit more of an argument I think the problem is the Cowboys are so talented at with uh, w- with talent skill guys that they were able to kind of shuffle things around and, yep. and really not miss a beat without Gallup.
0: Well, and we said this at the time of the injury for Michael Gallup, right? They can survive one wide receiver injury, right? Because they have two tight ends, they have two running backs, they already have two receivers they really like. The problem was if they lost another guy, and they didn't, yeah. so they're okay. Um, mm-hmm. Luckily for the Cowboys, they don't have to choose. Right, Landon? Mm -hmm. They're likely going to get both of these guys back this week, if not the following week. Um, I, I think the other benefits of having Gallup back are you don't have to play Amari Cooper as many snaps as what he is, right? Like, it's pretty clear that Amari's beat up, and I don't know if he's ever going to be 100%, but if you can kind of limit his snaps, even by, I don't know, seven snaps a game, by having Michael Gallup, by having Cedric Wilson play some more snaps, I think that's going to be beneficial long term. And also having Gallup out there will, you know, take some snaps off Jarwin, take some snaps off Schultz. It's just better for the offense all the way around once he returns to the lineup. So Yeah, it just um, it just reduces
1: snaps all around for the skill players. Yep. Like you just said. Like, I mean it, it allows you in, in situations where they want to play twelve personnel, uh, to not have to put Cooper out there, you know, and yes. to give him some snaps off while doing that, because you still feel very comfortable about having Lamb and Gallup out there.
0: All right, let's get to the next question. This one from at arguing underscore Cowboys. Uh, what is your biggest cause for concern as the season goes on? <sighs> for me, it's just injuries, right?
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, Dak is already not healthy.
0: Yeah. Dak is already a little beat up with a calf injury. He had the foot surgery a year ago. He's got the shoulder thing. We don't know how he's progressing, but that's obviously a concern. You do have some guys that are nicked up Ezekiel Elliott. Amari um, Cooper, Travon Diggs a little bit, uh, Randy Gregory has a knee issue. You just hope that those things don't get worse as we get into November, December.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, injuries, I mean, you know, you look at the schedule, it's it's not <laughs> it's not something to be terribly scared of. The Cowboys should be, should be able to take care of business with with the, the teams that are on their schedule uh it's you know getting in their own way it's it's injuries those are the things that you can you are concerned about at this point um which is you know a a good a good spot to be in you know i think that that the the fact that you don't necessarily have to worry about a, a talent disparity with too many of the teams left on your schedule uh it puts it all in front of you to kind of just go out there and perform and do your best and 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 you know hopefully that should be enough to win a lot of these football games
0: So a couple of people have asked, like, because the Cowboys schedule is so soft the rest of the way, and because the NFC East is bad, why not just give Dak Prescott another week to heal up from this calf injury and not make it worse? Why not just give him some time off?
1: I don't think you do it against an NFC opponent. I I, I think, you know, look, there's the – those five teams that are all vying for that first that uh, that number one seed, it's going to be a race to the finish. And if you want that advantage that those first two teams get, uh, you can't especially really one take, team
0: first team one yeah team.
1: well especially a you know, one team yeah uh, you can't really take your foot off the gas yep. you know so especially against, again an NFC opponent because those games mat- matter more in tie breaking scenarios during the end of the season than the AFC game. So if you're gonna do something like that, it you know it would have been better to to have done it. I mean, he wasn't hurt for the Patriots until the end of the Patriots right. game, but yeah. the Patriots game probably would have been a better game. In as an example, you know, I think the Denver game might might be one to do consider. Do you know why if, you if, also
0: don't do it though, right now? Because good luck telling Dak Prescott you're sitting out a national TV game.
1: Well, I mean, just good luck <laughs> telling Dak Prescott you're sitting out. I mean, really, yeah. it's like, he, and again, I, I think that we should consider again the 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 idea that you taking your foot off the gas is not a good thing, you know, and that, and that resting guys has benefits, but there are also negatives to it as well. So
0: I uh, also think we should be careful about the difference between injured guys and hurt guys, right? Because guys that are injured and, uh, you know, just can't play, I get resting them and making sure they're fully back. Like the Marcus Lawrence and Neville Gallimore, those guys are already out when they come back. You want them to be a hundred percent ready to go. Not thinking about an injury. Guys that are hurt and not necessarily in danger of missing games, you don't really want to sit because that's when you get into some of the bad habits of, hey, it's not that important. I just want to sit out and not play. It's it, I, I don't know. I think some bad things can happen when you start doing that. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, and I think that there's a rhythm that you can get yeah. into by practicing and playing every week. And when you don't do that, you get out of the rhythm and sometimes – it, it, it doesn't just come back right away. You yep. need a little bit of time to kind of work into it. And that little bit of time that it takes for you to kind of work back into the rhythm. Uh, I mean, I, that could be the time that you, that you're needed the most. So it's just, it's, it could be a little bit perilous and we've yep. seen it before where teams that have you know gone into bye weeks or taken time off struggle to kind of get back up to speed when they need it, when yep. they need to.
0: I also don't think you want to develop that culture of, Hey, I'm a little banged up on that playing this week.
1: Because sure. that happens
0: a lot around the NFL. And yeah. I'm not saying that guys that are clearly injured and compromised should be forced to go play. But there is some mental toughness that a team needs to have. And I do think it's good for teams to kind of fight through that, right? Does that make sense?
1: It certainly. It certainly is good for teams to feel like they should fight for each other. And that includes, yep. hey, I can't miss time because my team needs me. That kind yep. of mentality is, is is a championship level team I, kind of mentality. I'll,
0: I'll give you a perfect example. Ezekiel Elliott could have easily sat out last week's game against the Patriots, right? Like, he was hurting. Like, after falling on that pylon, he was talking about how sore he was, but he played. And he actually played pretty well against New England. And I think he made a big difference, especially in some of the blitz pickups, right? He yeah. was hurt, but he went out there and battled and helped the team get to a win. I think that means a lot to to a team.
1: I agree. Running backs matter. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry i'm uh, still sick a little bit
0: uh, all right. uh next question this one comes from matt he wants to know and we kind of talked about this yesterday but uh does it worry you that six of the first 15 picks in the first round currently belong to the nfc
1: east <laughs> no because i see what the quarterback list is for next year i was I've say, watched these say well guys, i was say
0: no it doesn't worry me because they need them Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they definitely need them. Yeah, and they probably aren't going to be able to draft what they need with them, to be honest. So, uh, I yeah, I don't I don't worry about draft stuff until we're we're we're, we're playing for a championship. Uh, we'll talk about the draft after the season, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Uh, by the way, just really quickly, I looked at three different big boards this morning: one from Mel Kuiper, one from the Draft Network, and one from Bleacher Report. They all had. T- three different quarterbacks uh, ranked at number one and none of them had them inside their top 20 players. So there you go. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> uh, good luck. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. So I can tell you guys about bet online. We are back in better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and even more props, odds and lines than ever before. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the pro in college football action this season, head to our new updated desktop or mobile site to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. We also want to tell you guys about Built Bar. You know Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar out there. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you will get 15% off your first box at BiltBar.com. All right, Landon, let's get to uh, some more questions. Uh, a couple people asked this one as well. Who plays more snaps this year? nation Wright or Calvin Joseph?
1: Nashawn's got a little bit of a head start. So he far, does have right? a head start. Yeah. Um I don't know what his count is right now. It's not very high. I looked at it not too 50? long ago. I, I would imagine it's mostly all special teams. I only think yeah. he's played like four or five snaps. I, I, I'm
0: assuming they mean on defense, right?
1: Yeah. And uh if you mean on defense, I, I would not be surprised if Joseph caught up, you know. Um, just maybe in, in the sense that he start working him in uh you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see what his plan is, right? Because yep. uh, it's going to be interesting to see where he is coming off of the injury and, and, and his development as just an NFL player. It's going to be interesting to see exactly the methodology that they, they fold him in. Are they going to be kind of kicking him into Anthony Brown's spot and then kicking Anthony Brown inside? Are they yep. going to be kind of playing him both inside and out? Uh, you know, so I, I think, you know... I, there's lots of interesting questions here. I have to imagine that since Joseph is the more highly touted player, the more high pedigree player and the fact that he can uh you know seemingly play both inside and outside, I think that that means that yeah, he will probably end the season with more snaps because I do think that on top of that, he also is going to be a special teams player. They are going to fold him into the special teams as well. So I imagine he'll catch up in that realm uh and then probably, you know, be playing at least twice as many uh, defensive snaps once he kind of gets into the rhythm of
0: things. I think the Cowboys are going to want to see what Joseph has, especially later in the year. And let's say the Cowboys do have the division locked up, let's say by week 15, which I don't know why it would take that long, but just, just to say, <laughs> uh, I think they're going to want to use the last two or three games to, to really see what they have. I, I think Diggs will start and play, but they'll probably be careful about his snaps, and we'll see more of Joseph. So I do think we're going to see more of that.
1: Um, all right, go ahead. I was just okay. going to say the last thing. The one spot where I do think, yeah, we, we just talked about not taking your foot off the gas, You know, maybe being careful about kind of subbing players. The one spot where I think you could really get away with that is the defense yes, because it's you can. Ro- it's, yep. it's, it's a lot easier to rotate in these guys kind of piecemeal, right? So yep. I, I do look out for that as the season goes on. Not that they take their foot off the gas, but they're not afraid to maybe substitute in some younger players yep. for some of their more established players just to start getting them snaps and getting them experience because they might need them in the playoffs.
0: Uh, next question from Chris: uh, What if anything can we expect from the return of Tristan Hill? Nobody's been talking about him at all, but he was a second rounder. Um, it did, does seem like he's you know going to practice this week at some point, yeah. uh, which opens up this window for him to potentially get on the field. What are your thoughts?
1: Look, I I mean I'm sure you you your birdies have got their own takes on this, but I've spoken to whatever birdies I've got, and and basically. Despite whatever Quinn talk has been going on, uh, you know, with you know, just mentioning him and and that he's coming back, I don't know that they have any expectations for for Hill. I mean, I think they want him to come in and, and then see what they've got in him, but I don't know that anybody on the coaching staff, at least, is, uh, Anticipating his return is, I guess, the best way to put it, right? I think if, if they get anything out of Tristan Hill, it will be uh, gravy for yeah. them. I don't know that they are expecting him to come in and immediately play for playing time and or uh, competition. I think that's mostly just us, based on you know yeah. some things we saw last year, uh, anticipating that he's going to get better uh yeah we'll see i think he has some talent he's he's clearly an explosive player for his size but i think you know there's a reason that this team is not exactly chomping at the bit to have him on the field i think that they are slow playing him for a reason Uh, i have a feeling that if he wasn't just a recent second round pick he'd be gone he may not he may not be on the team anymore.
0: yeah i'm gonna use an example uh from our sponsor at mcdonald's right like sometimes when you're you're done at McDonald's, you know, you have the bag and you're just throwing it away and you just do like one more grab at the bag to see if a, if a random French fry just got loose in there. And sometimes you, you don't, you just throw the bag away and it's no big deal. <laughs> but sometimes there's one perfect fry left at the bottom and you're like, oh, look, uh, awesome fry. Isn't that cool? I didn't even expect that. I kind of think a that's fry. Is that what you're, is that yeah. what you're comparing of to? Yeah. I just kind of but- think that's the Tristan Hill situation, right? Like, hey, if it doesn't work out, it's no big deal, but hey. If it is something down there, we'll take it.
1: That's funny because my wife claims all the back fries. That's like her. That's her. <laughs> okay. uh, her realm. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I, I you know I think that that's a good analogy. Is that oh, I think it. for the Cowboys, they they're on the hook with this guy, um, and so they know that they got they pay his salary because he's a, a high draft pick, um, and so they're you know they don't have. It's not like they have like this incredible depth at defensive tackle that is going to get in his way. You know, so if he shows up and he plays incredible and he's shown development and fantastic. all those things, right. fantastic. Get on the field. Let's go, buddy. You're part of the team. If he hasn't, they're also not going to continue to coddle and, and try to give him more and more opportunities. Look, I, I believe in Tristan Hill. To, I, I've seen flashes of it at times. Right before he got I hurt, think, he was playing well. Yep. I thought so too. And so I, I want to believe that he's going to be able to come in here and, and make an impact. Uh, but I don't think they're going to give, they're not going to view it through rose colored glasses. They're not going to give him any extra opportunities here. This coaching staff doesn't have any ties here. So anything that he's coming in here to do, he's going to have to earn, you know, completely on his own. There's no more, uh, you know, rabbis or whatever the term is that you want to call people sponsors. that are in there, sponsors. It's sponsors. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's no one in there protecting him anymore. So except for maybe the front office, but I, I honestly, I don't know that I think that has even run its course to a large degree.
0: Yeah. Cause I don't even know if this front office was all that thrilled when they drafted him, right? It was pretty clearly That's a Rod Marinelli pick, right? And but the front office structure has changed. The head coach has changed. The defensive coordinator has changed. The defensive line coach has changed. Uh, so who knows? Uh, all right. Last one. And this is just a really quick, I, we don't want to spend a lot of time, but. Who would you rather trade for, Melvin Ingram or Kyle Fuller? We're going to do a a big trade show maybe this week, maybe next week. But which guy would you rather trade for if you're the Cowboys?
1: You know, uh, Fuller has actually been benched,
0: hasn't he? He's not played well. That's the thing.
1: You're really taking a leap of faith that a change
0: in system will help.
1: Yeah, I don't really know that. I think I'm more of an Ingram guy. I think yeah. normally I would say cornerback just because I think, you know, you can play a bunch of those guys and, and coverage is so important. Uh, and you've got some guys that you feel like that are coming back that can give you some injection into the pass rush. Uh, but I, I, I think that if you're talking, looking at where the players are and, and you as the Pittsburgh Steelers fan could tell me better, more better than anybody uh, where Melvin Ingram is at this point, but I know, you know, he wasn't, getting a ton of snaps but a lot of that has to do with the fact that that you know Philly, uh, Pittsburgh has got uh, uh you know some pretty decent pass rushers on their team. I mean not that that Denver doesn't have really good coverage corners too, but I just right. think that maybe Ingram is a guy that has a a little bit more of a clear path at, as to how you will deploy him if you were to if you were to get him.
0: Yeah, so Ingram started the season playing like 55 snaps a game uh and then TJ Watt kind of got healthy and Alex Highsmith got healthy and he's seen his snaps kind of go down to like 35 a game, but in that role, he's still really good. And I actually think Pittsburgh's using him a, a little wrong because they'll just rush him off one side of the football. And if we, if you know anything about Melvin Ingram's career in, in college yeah. and with the Chargers, he's somebody you want to move around and get mismatches on and have them line up one-on-one with the guard. So uh, I, I don't know how the Cowboys feel about some of their you know other defensive ends on the roster like Bradley and I. Uh, Azur Kamara, where Dorrance Armstrong is at. But if they want to get somebody in here right now that can give them some pass rush and can also help stop the run you know, and basically make it so the Marcus Lawrence just has to show up for the playoffs, I think Ingram is a pretty good target. He's actually really cheap as well. I think the Cowboys would only be on the hook for like a million dollars the rest of the year. Uh, that's the one I would target.
1: Yeah, it's a one-year – he's on a one-year deal too, right? Yeah. I think so. Let so him it's go in like, free
0: agency and yeah. maybe pick up a comp
1: pick, right? Yeah, exactly. I think it makes sense.
0: That That's the kind of move that Dallas should make. They made it a couple of years ago with Michael Bennett. Very similar type of deal. I think they traded – was it a six-round pick for Michael Bennett or something like that? And Bennett was actually pretty good for Dallas. I, I think they could do something like that to improve their depth uh, without having to spend a, a big draft pick or a ton of cap space. So – We'll, uh, we'll continue to, to stockpile some names that the Cowboys might be interested ahead of the deadline because we assume they're going to be buyers or they might try to be buyers. Uh, so keep an eye out for that show. Uh, that is it for today's show, though. You guys can check us out on YouTube, uh, wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you next time.